Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's FYI. I hope you are falling in love with this episode on waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you don't fall for any of my jokes. <laughs> to fall for... Uh, okay, I'll stop. Uh, to fall for is caer, right? Caer en algo. You fell for it. Caíste. Well, hey, at least we just looked at the word fall a little bit. So we're looking at the amazing, astonishing Niagara Falls today. Aside from being astonishing, it's always attracted attention. And it, I mean, just since the beginning, just because of its sheer power, you know, people would look and say, what is that? Or, you know, you could hear it. There's a constant roaring, rugido of that. I mean, I can't even imagine it. I haven't been there, but I can't even begin to imagine how one must feel when they're feeling the power of nature. And we know this, there aren't too many forces as great as nature, as powerful as nature. And I think this is one of the attractions. This is a force of nature and it's absolutely beautiful to boot. So let's look at some people who we would call daredevils. You guys say osados because, well, somebody who is daring, atrevido, is a daredevil. So it has a lot of daredevils. O como decimos, it's had its fair share of daredevils. Now, one I can think of is the high wire tightrope. Do you guys know this one? A tightrope es una cuerda que, que está tirada, tensa. Pero claro, a tightrope es cuerda floja en inglés. En español, I mean. So it's a confusing one, isn't it? Cuerda floja, tightrope. Oh, wait a second. Well, the same idea. They also call it a high wire. Porque es un alambre que está alto en el aire. I love it when words make sense because it makes my job a lot easier. So you would see a lot of tightrope acts that performed and they would walk across the river. The most famous one was Blondine, who actually one time carried, and to carry is llevar, he carried his manager across on his back. I mean, talk about backing him up. <laughs> All right, seriously, I'll stop with the jokes now. But hey, if you're learning English and laughing, well then, job done. And speaking of laughing, this guy was obviously having a laugh because what he did is at the halfway point in El Ecuador, when he was crossing the river, he stopped. He stopped with his manager on his back and he decided he would rest, descansar un poco. And then we've got to think of this, uh, daredevil or out of your mind, no loquísimo. And well, we can't talk about this amazing place without talking about barrels. I don't know about you guys, but do you think of barrels when you think of Niagara Falls? Because the first thing that pops into my mind is somebody going over the edge, el borde, in a barrel. And it's real. It's not like something we saw in cartoons. Now, why did people do it? As I said, daring 
out of your mind? Maybe it was a publicity stunt. A publicity stunt is something somebody does to attract attention. Celebrities are doing it all the time. A lot of people say, did she do that so people talk about her new album? Or did she do that because she's really crazy? And I guess there's a fine line between the two. The pioneer, and <laughs> I, I'm using air quotes, the pioneer over here, the first person to go over the edge of Niagara Falls in a barrel was a 63-year-old school teacher. That's right. A woman named Annie Edson Taylor. Wow, what a gutsy lady. Now, I hope her students uh, didn't follow her example because if she was leading by example, you see, to follow by follow someone's example is seguirlo, but to lead by example means that you do what you want people to do. You don't tell them. And one of the funniest parts, una de las partes más graciosas, is it was her birthday. So she was a party animal. I mean, woohoo! <laughs> you guys have to take a you have to take a look at her. Google Annie Edson Taylor, and there's a picture of her here on uh, on the internet posing next to a barrel. And I mean, she survived, so you, nobody can really criticize her. Although, uh, as I said, as a parent of one of her students, maybe I'd be like, "Well, what kind of example is my my teacher here setting for my child?" Oh my God! But uh, nonetheless, she went down in history. Intro. In la historia. And she's buried, buried is enterrada, at Oakwood Cemetery, which is located in Niagara Falls. There's an area called Stunter's Rest. El descanso de los que hacen los stunts, right? These dangerous things. We know in movies we hear about this, right? A stunt double is alguien que te parece y hace eh, las escenas más peligrosas. So there's a place. I, I can't wait to visit it. Stunter's Rest. And it's a cemetery for people who are, I guess, associated with Niagara Falls in some way and other daredevils. Now, somebody who followed her, her example, another daredevil, was a guy named Bobby Leach. A guy named Bobby Leach, he's from Cornwall, England. And he was the second person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. And you know what? He uh, he survived, which is crazy. When you guys, when you look at the height of this, you're thinking, how does somebody survive? But both of them survived. Now he wasn't as sturdy, robusto as our friend, the teacher Annie. He uh, or he wasn't as lucky because he spent six months in the hospital recovering from the injuries that he sustained. He had uh, two broken kneecaps a fractured jaw. I mean, he took a bad hit. And he was no stranger to doing stunts. He was a performer at the world-famous Barnum and Bailey Circus. So, you know, he, he knew what he was doing. And even then, he got some serious injuries. But he survived. But Bobby Leach's story doesn't end there. Okay, you survive Niagara Falls, you survive brutal injuries, and then in 1926, when you're on a publicity tour in New Zealand, well, you hurt your leg when you slip on an orange peel. Si, me habéis oído bien. Te haces daño, te lesionas la pierna when you slip, resbalarte, on an orange peel. And so he slipped on an orange peel, 
his leg became infected, he got gangrene, and then they had to amputate his leg, and he died because of complications from that two months later. So the guy survived. I mean, I don't know whether he's got good luck or bad luck, but the guy survived. Niagara Falls. He fell. Well, he didn't fall. He, he, He purposely went over Niagara Falls, survived. He lived to tell the tale, como decimos, and then he slipped on an orange peel and he got gangrene and he died because of complications and in an operation? Is there a movie about this? And if there isn't, I mean, let's talk to Hollywood. There must be a movie about Bobby Leach out there. I mean, there's movies about everything, but this guy, what a fascinating story. And as I said, I just couldn't figure out as I was researching this, if this guy was the luckiest guy in the world or the unluckiest guy in the world. What do you guys think of Bobby Leach? Now, as with every episode, we like to look at the dark side. Why not? You know, there's there's a dark side to everything. There's another side to every coin. So why not take a look at it? Because life is not all hunky-dory. I guess hunky-dory would be something like Chachi Piruli or Guay del Paraguay. No, I mean, there's a dark side. And let's be honest, that's the most intriguing and interesting part, isn't it? <laughs> Well, these, this area, I did not know this at all. This is uh, came as a surprise to me. The area, Niagara Falls area, is crime-ridden. And when something is ridden with something, it's infested with it. So crime-ridden, como montado, ride road-ridden. But it's a, it's a crime-ridden area. I mean, there's sure, it's a national park. You've got nature, the falls over there. But uh, the American side, for example... It's got a reputation for mob activity, the mob being the mafia. And there's been mob-related violent crime there since the Prohibition era. So the, the mob has had their, their grip on that area for a long time, and it seems like they're still there. Now, I don't know for sure, and if it is true and you're in the mafia and you're listening, I'm just kidding. Uh, don't kill me. But for, for instance, uh, for instance is another way of saying, for example, in 2016, the FBI ranked Niagara Falls as the most dangerous city in New York State. And remember, guys, New York City is in New York State. So that is incredible. You're, I never, ever in my life would think that I was safer walking down the streets of New York City than the streets of Niagara Falls in that area. And it, it blew my mind to, to find that out. And as far as the country is concerned, the United States, it is the 44th most dangerous city in the United States. So number one in New York, 44th in the country. That's something to really be proud of. Of course, I'm just being sarcastic. The crime rate, rate is tasa. So the birth rate is la tasa de nacimiento. The crime rate, de crimen, de delitos. Well, this is, it blew my mind as well. 49 per 1,000 residents. So 49 per 1,000 residents. That means that uh, you are in trouble. The chances of something happening to you there is 
pretty high. But at the same time, I wouldn't avoid the area. I mean, I still want to go. I mean, there's crime anywhere. Wherever there's money, wherever there's tourism, where you know, there's gonna be crime and organized crime. I'm not excusing it, and I, I wish there wasn't this kind of crime in the world, but there is. And it's part of life. You just gotta be careful, obviously. And you know what? I imagine that their police and the authorities there have, you know, the area pretty well looked after. But what I tell people, and people always ask me, is New York dangerous? I go, well, if you're not paying attention, if you're not, you know, with it, to be with it is estar como espabilado, to be paying attention. Sure, it can be. There are a lot of people walking around. You know, if you're walking around with your bag open, well, the chances of something happening are high. But I had no idea that this area was crime-ridden. Again, I think you're safe if you're in the hotel and that area and the touristy areas because not only do they have people patrolling, but I imagine that there are cameras everywhere. Niagara Falls even has serial killers. Now, again, I I hadn't heard of this. I know the big ones, Ted Bundy and a lot of the ones that we looked at in the episode. Remember, if you haven't listened to that episode, we have an episode on serial killers and it was fascinating. I learned so much myself preparing that episode. But I hadn't heard of these ones and one of these guys, uh, his name is Joseph McCoy. And he was shot to death in Niagara Falls. But he was shot to death after he had committed two murders, which were on October 8th and 9th. Well, the dates aren't really that important. But I will tell you this, that his victims, um, their hearts were not in their bodies when they were found. So this guy was sick and twisted. Uh, Another guy, Paul Kenneth Bernardo, also known as Paul Jason Teal, on the Canadian side, a Canadian serial killer and rapist. So there's even violent crime up there. I told you guys as well that uh, they drained, to drain is to take all the water out, to stop the water from going there, and they drained Niagara Falls. Now, if you guys are patrons, which if you're listening to this, you are, I posted a picture of this. It is pretty eerie, inquietante, and this was over three days, this was in 1969, in the summer of 69, that's right, June 1969, more than 1,200 dump trucks, and a dump truck is a logical word because a dump truck uh, takes up a load, it picks it up, and it dumps it in another place, son estos camiones que cargan muchísimo. And they were able to stop the flow of the falls. It was a three-day thing that they had to do, but they brought in rocks and they made it happen. They were able to tame that beast. The beast is la bestia. And as we said before, to tame means to adomar. No, no, not adomar. Domar. And an interesting thing was that that year there weren't as many tourists there because obviously people said, well, we're not going to go if it's off. But just imagine 
they had a unique view, a view of the falls that you're never, ever going to see again. And they found some really crazy stuff when they shut down the falls. Uh, they found two bodies, uh, millions of coins, so millions of coins. Just imagine if each one is worth one cent. That's a lot of money. Millions of coins. Uh, there were human remains, skeletons, skulls, things like that. And I, I think they imagined they were going to find some crazy stuff at the bottom. An estimated 5,000 bodies were found uh, between 1850 and 2011. These weren't at the bottom. They usually find bodies floating. Uh, there are many times that the Maiden of the Sea, if you remember the ferry that goes there, where the crew has been, you know, taking some tourists out to see the falls. And lo and behold, lo and behold this, y ahí delante, ahí lo tiene a dead body, a cadaver, a John Doe or a Jane Doe. We're, we're reviewing some of the vocabulary from our serial killers episode, it seems. Estimates say that between 20 and 30 people die going over the falls each year. And the majority of these deaths are suicides. So that's pretty sad that a lot of people feel like there's no hope and that uh, their only way is to, you know, take their own life. And as I always say when we talk about mental health, if you or anyone you know is having a problem with this stuff, remember there's always a way out. And the reason you don't hear about these cases more often is because they want to cover it up. Of course they want to cover it up. Authorities want people to come there. That's the whole reason you didn't hear about the crime and all that stuff. And any city, any country is going to try and cover up all those negative things, those things that are going to kind of, you know, turn people off to turn off as repeler. And to turn on is algo que te excita, que te mola. If it turns you on, it, you enjoy it. If it turns you off, ugh, I'm not interested in that. And it's kind of related to the turn on and turn off we saw before. To turn on the water, I said, they can turn on and turn off the water whenever they want. Well, that's that's encender, to turn on or to turn off. But if, it, if you think about it, it really does make sense. Me enciende, me apaga. Oh, and I also told you I was going to tell you about the Central Park Connection. What is the Central Park Connection? Well, the park was designed, that's right, Niagara Falls Park in the United States was designed by Frederick Law Olmsted. Huh? Frederick Law who? Well, you might not recognize his name, but he was the same guy who designed the famous Central Park in New York City. And by the way, if you guys are interested, let me know. But I was thinking we should do a Central Park episode of FYI soon. Remember, as I said in the beginning of the podcast today as well, and something I'll repeat over and over, let me know, especially you guys who are patrons, let me know what you want to hear about. And I'd love to do an episode on it. Now, remember, I like to switch it up. Me gusta variarlo. So I like to, you know, if we do one on science or one on food, then I want the next week to be a little bit different. But give me your suggestions. I write them down. I've got a list and the list keeps growing. Oh, and there's something that's so important that I forgot to tell you about Niagara Falls. It's a national park, isn't it? 
Well, then what does that mean? It's free. That's right. It's complimentary. You don't have to pay to get in like some theme park or some exclusive place. Everybody and anybody can enjoy the beauty of Niagara Falls. It never closes. It's open 24-7, 365. As I said before, of course, they reduce the flow of the water at night and in the winter. But hey, you might be able to get a good deal. A good deal is un chollo. And it's got to be beautiful in the winter, too, with all the ice and the snow. I mean, I'm sure it's beautiful all year round, todo el año. There's even a Napoleon connection. That's right, Napoleon. His brother, his brother Jerome, decided to take a stagecoach. Diligencia is a stagecoach. Carruaje. Well, he decided to take a stagecoach from New Orleans all the way up to the Niagara Falls National Park. Well, at that point, it wasn't a national park yet, but he went up there and it was for his honeymoon. So maybe it was him that started that whole honeymoon tradition. Well, you know, I never thought of it as a place to go as a romantic place, but now, I don't know. Maybe uh, my wife and I can go and celebrate our second honeymoon over there. Oh, no, wait. Is that my daughter crying in the background? I'm coming. And this is also a place which I think now, you know, with COVID, and I don't know when you're listening to this, but this is the year of COVID. It's the only word people are saying. And this is a place, since it's outdoors, al aire libre, that you can enjoy. And of course, they're going to limit the amount of visitors and they're taking the necessary measures, but it's something that technically won't close. Now, I just can't decide whether it's better to go there in the spring or the fall. Remember, the word fall is how Americans usually say autumn. We also use the word autumn, but we say fall because, well, it's shorter. But there is no doubt that it is on my bucket list. La lista de cosas que quiero hacer antes de morir. And you know what, guys? We better hurry up. Nas, mas nos vale darnos prisa. Because at the current rate of erosion, they think that in about 50,000 years, it'll be gone. So hurry up. You only have 50,000 years to get there. Okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I do think that this is something that has to be seen and it must be preserved. Like all things in nature, we need to take care of it. And I'll end this episode by telling you guys a little expression or should I say observation that has to do with rivers. And as many of you know, it's music, poetry, literature that compares life to a river. It's not me, but you know it, I know it. Life is like a river and we can try and control it. But in the end, it's going to flow wherever it may. It may even overflow. So what do we need to do? We need to adapt and go with the flow and enjoy the ride. Thank you so much for being here on this episode of FYI. FYI.